You need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in hockey. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each and every day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. As far as today on Locked on Kraken, is there trouble in paradise? We are going to be talking about Philip Grubauer. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Happy Monday. Hey, hey, what do you say, Kraken fans? I hope you are doing well. On your trip to work, to the grocery store, to walk your little puppies, whatever you're doing, I'm hoping that you're having a good time. And I'm so thankful that you have taken some time to listen to Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, ELA, Auntie. I have a few nicknames that I go by, but we'll, we'll get into all of that. As I mentioned in the tease, we're going to be talking about Philip Grubauer. Now, I had already planned to give you the audio from his conversation with the Seattle Kraken with the Seattle Kraken Media Corps. So that was already lined up, but we got some news. Is there trouble in paradise? Cap Friendly was the first to report it, but I'm looking at the ESPN article by Greg Wyshynski. The NHL has rejected the free agent contract of Seattle Kraken signed goaltender Philip Grubauer, a source confirmed Sunday. Uh, he was, of course, an unrestricted agent. You'll hear that in a little bit coming from the Colorado Avalanche. Um, you've also heard on the podcast Ron Francis talk a little bit about free agency, about Philip in particular. Last week, I played that audio. Grubauer is 29 years old. He's been a finalist for the Vesna Trophy just this past season and is considered a top goaltender in the league. So getting getting Grubauer in free agency was something, as again, Ron Francis mentioned in the audio I played last week, not necessarily something that they thought they were going to have available to them. So when the opportunity came up, they took it. Um, however, were they a bit hasty? Here we go. Let me break down the numbers, and I'm going to do this nice and slow because I had to read it a few times. Numbers, also not my not my calling, but uh, this is a salary cap situation, and some of the cap uh, salary cap situation has changed since last time Ron Francis was general manager. That's more of just a point of... Um, that's just uh, me pointing out a fact. The, the, the truth of the matter is that whether... Ron Francis himself knew this or not. As a team, the Seattle Kraken should have caught this, but here we go. Um, so he was signed for six years, $35.4 million um, last week, with an average annual value of $5.9 million against the salary cap. Now here's why. Again, I'm, I'm taking this from the ESPN article. I'll link that for you for you to read. Also, the Seattle Times has some stuff on this um, that we'll get to in a little bit. 
the contract was rejected by the NHL's central registry in because it was in violation of uh, the requirements for a front-loaded contract. So essentially this is, it's a bit of a semantics, mathematical, it, it, it's tipping over, it's uh, top-heavy, <laughs> if you will. Um, and again, Cap Friendly reported this. Uh, there's a 1.5 million variance in salary from 2022-23, which is valued at $6 million, to 23-24, valued at $7.5 million. And that exceeds the 25 percent of the first year salary on the contract, which is $5 million. So both of those numbers exceed $5 million. Again, these rules were changed um, in the latest collective bargaining agreement that was established um, last summer, yeah, 2020. Um, so the wording from that collective bargaining agreement, or CBA, um, is that these front-loaded contracts um, are, they can't be in any immediately adjacent years, they can't exceed that 25% variance. Um, or in this case, $5 million, which, of course, again, I mentioned to you that um, in two consecutive years, the $6 million and $7.5 million exceeds that 25%. And then also it goes on to say that any year of the contract can't exceed 60% variance from the highest year of the deal. So again, this is to protect against, against front-loaded contracts. You can have a major contract, but the NHL is basically asking you to spread the wealth, spread the love throughout the contract. So now this doesn't mean that Grubauer will not be on the Seattle Kraken. Um, it does mean, though, that he is not officially a part of the Seattle Kraken right now. And so to that, I want to take you over now to the Seattle Times piece this was written by Jeff Baker. I've talked about meeting him at the expansion draft. Again, a part of that beat, the Seattle Kraken beat. Always going to give love and stick taps to the Seattle Kraken beat. Um, okay, so again, this is an accounting. It's a numbers mistake, as Jeff Baker has it here. And he's saying that this was, um, this was posted yesterday and updated around 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, the accounting mistake has apparently been rectified in which the NHL rejected the Kraken's first attempt at formalizing its contract with goalie Philip Grubauer last week. NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly said in an email, such a mistake is not unusual, but the collective bargaining agreement has specific limits with regards to how much a contract can vary from year to year. Um, so there you go. Um, and in this piece by Jeff Baker, he also includes the cap-friendly tweet about this. Uh, Grubauer's contract with the Seattle Kraken was rejected by NHL Central Registry for violating the front-loaded contract requirements. And uh, so in Baker's piece for the Seattle Times, 
Um, he goes on to say, Kraken general manager Ron Francis said Sunday the team immediately rectified the issue by taking $250,000 from the contract's third year and moving it to the second year. That means, so going back to the numbers, that means that Grubauer jumps from $6.25 million to $7.25 million, which represents a 20% increase over the goalie's year one wage. And just as a point of clarification, um, Baker goes on to write the contract and its average of $5.9 million annually. That's what's going to count against the uh, $81.5 million salary cap. So the breakdown goes as follows. He will be paid $5 million in year one, $6.25 million year two, $7.25 million year three, $6.8 million year four, $5.6 million in year five, and $4.5 million in year six, which is, that's his six-year deal. Okay, so is this a massive issue? No. Again, according to Jeff Baker and his conversation with NHL, uh, you know, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, this type of thing does happen. Um, it is a little bit of a blemish. It's a little bit of a boo-boo. I know I make mathematical errors. I am a podcaster. I make speaking errors all the time. But, you know, everyone's got all eyes on Seattle. And, uh, you know, I think they're ready to take us down a few pegs. It's natural. It's going to happen. People are going to make mistakes. But all in all, I uh, had a podcast last week NHL, or excuse me, uh, free agency is going swimmingly. And even with this little hiccup, I think we can still say that. Now, I don't think the Seattle Kraken are done. So we'll have to see how it all turns out. But coming up next, we're going to hear from Philip Grubauer. So again, he's not officially on the roster. There, It's pending the approval of the adjusted um, contract. But again, all signs point to this being able to get done. So let's hear from Philip Grubauer himself coming up next. Before we head over to Philip, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know that baseball season is in full swing. Actually, while I'm recording this, I am watching baseball in the Olympics. But uh, you can check out Olympic odds. You can check out Major League Baseball odds. I talked about it on last week's, one of last week's podcasts. You can even look at the odds for the 2022 Stanley Cup final. The odds for the Seattle Kraken have significantly improved since we added players. So go check that out before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, whatever you're watching. Head to your laptop, use your mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code LOCKED ON. And remember, bet online is your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's get into this audio from the media availability with Philip Grubauer at the time. We were thinking the contract was good to go. There's no indication that the adjusted contract will not be approved, but I guess I'll let you know. Either way, let's head over to Philip. 
Hey, Philip, welcome to Seattle. Nice talking to you for the first time ever. Um, and all serious, what for you made you say that you wanted to come to Seattle, given that you had had such success in Colorado? And not only that, but by comparison, Seattle's a bit more of an unknown compared to the abs where you guys were just a few steps away from being where you wanted to be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we tried to work something out in Colorado, but uh, because of the cap space, it wasn't wasn't possible. And uh, once the window opened, um, Seattle called, and it was a no-brainer for me to join a club that's uh, brand new. Um, yeah, to be part of something uh, and make history uh, like Vegas did. Uh, to be like the first, or the the guys who they signed are gonna play the first game. So incredible club. Um, really pumped to join them. And for me, that was. Seattle it was. Jeff Baker. Hi, Philip. Welcome to Seattle. Um, you, 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 you played your team's games last year because of injury, and you, you did. You put up remarkably good stats. I, I'm wondering, you're, you're going to be paired in a tandem with, with Chris Drieger here. Um, how you think that might help your game and, and where you think your game went last year playing such a high percentage of games for, uh, for really the first time? Yeah, obviously, I think last year um, it was nice to play every other day. You didn't have like two, three, three days in between games. I think uh, that helped a lot of guys out too. Obviously, it was a more intense season than any other season, but you, you were in the flow. You were constantly like playing. So I've been saying it for years, you always need two goalies. The way we won in Washington, um, I played 40, 40 games, 45 games. Holtz played half the season and then the playoffs, um, he was fresh, right? So it, it's always good to have a, a good tandem. I don't think one guy can play 70, 70 games and then be fresh for the playoffs. So you, you always need two. Um, and even if you play all week and then there's one back-to-back and you lose that back-to-back, um, those are huge points. So it's it's important to have two good guys and really happy to to be joining the net with him. Tom Galeady. Hi, Philip. Uh, just you mentioned Vegas before. You're you're going to be one of the big names in, on a new team. You know, do you feel like like you can you can help maybe sell the team there and and maybe do some of the things that similar that Mark Andre Fleury did in Vegas at that first year? Yeah, exactly. Um, the way he came in and the way or what they did in the last like four years, it's been incredible. So um, that's that's the goal, right? To to be that guy, to to go to the playoffs and win the cup. And they've been to the final the first year. Um, obviously, there's a lot to do. Everybody's coming into to a new city. The team has never existed. There's lots, lots and lots of work to do. But it's going to be an exciting journey. I'm really really honored to to be part of that journey. Tim Booth. Hi, Philip. Welcome to Seattle. Um, the Kraken the, the seems kind of surprised that you made it to free agency and, and were available in the first place. Are you surprised that you got to free agency and that you're not back in Colorado and that this opportunity presented itself? Uh, yeah, a little bit surprised for sure. Um, I think we tried till the last minute to work something out. Um, didn't work out and... Then I went to free agency, so never experienced that craziness. Um, everybody's calling once the window opens up, so it was a little wild hour and uh, definitely, definitely a crazy experience. Andy, I 
Hey, Philip. Uh, welcome to Seattle. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, you played behind such a great team last year in Colorado. Have you had a chance to look at the current Kraken roster? And what are your thoughts about the group they've assembled that you'll be playing behind? No, for sure. I looked at the roster a little bit. You know a couple guys here and there. Uh, obviously, Donnie and played with. I think our decor is, is really good. Um, forwards, too. Um, but I'm sure uh, with Schwartz, either, uh, some experience in in the in the forward section there so it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting what system coach puts in place and uh we gotta find our identity as a team too team looks great um on paper but obviously you gotta play and uh create some chemistry and i think it's a young team so really looking forward darren brown hey philip uh thank you so much for uh for doing this i'm wondering if uh, you can just talk a little bit about your playing style and some of your uh, strengths and then, you know, what, what makes you makes you successful in the NHL and uh, and what are some things you're going to be working on here uh, this offseason? Yeah, uh, my playing stuff. I don't think I'm the flashy goaltender who makes or tries to make, like, the big save. My philosophy is, like, I want to always be in the right position in every situation or what's created around me. Um Obviously, a typical butterfly style goalie, not the old school stand-up goalie anymore. So, um, but yeah, I've been successful. Um, you got to learn over the years. You got to make mistakes in order to improve as a player and and learn and get better. And um, I've done that over the last couple of years, and it's put me into a place where I established um, my my foundation. But the foundation always can get improved and worked on. So obviously a new team, it's going to be a new style of uh, what we play. So I got to get to see what we play and then adjust to according to that. Brian Clark. Good partner. The first Philip, I mean, you've been in dressing rooms before where you know the advantages of having people who've won Stanley Cups. You have a few of them here. How do you think that's going to help you guys in those early stages in the sense of gaining an identity and figuring out what you want to be? And then the second question to a lesser degree is how's Leo these days? <laughs> Leo's doing well. He's back in Denver right now. I think he's really excited to uh, move to the coast there and uh, get some water in him. But no, um, it's it's obviously huge if you have a couple guys who've gone all the way and experienced it and been there and played. And um, we're, we're not like in this to like ease our way into this or be a new team new new organization no we want to win we want to make the playoffs and we want to win the Stanley Cup and it starts game one you, you can't you can't waste any time in 82 game uh, yeah 82 game season and taking your time in the first like 10 or 15 games obviously it's gonna need a little bit of time to adjust and find chemistry but every point matters and um, that's the that's something I learned over the years that you can't just turn it on when you actually need to. You have to play a certain way in order to be successful in the playoffs too. Tom Glady. Philip, you said that that first hour of free agency was kind of crazy. Did you talk to, I don't know if you want to get specific, how many teams did you talk to and what kind of put Seattle over the top when you said it was a no-brainer, but what was it? Um, yeah, um, that's a question for, for my agent, right? Um, a couple of teams called though, but um, Seattle, obviously, incredible management and the way they pick too. I think it's incredible to be part of something new and, and make history in terms of like playing the first ever game and um, being, being part of that group. And um, 
doing the same thing Vegas did. So that's, that's the goal too. But yeah, um, obviously there's a lot of factors to um, city uh, quality of life, right? So there's a, there's a lot of factors, not just the team too. Aaron Brown. And Philip, on that uh, topic, did you, I saw some reports that you had uh, had some contact with the Kraken during their 48 hour negotiating window before uh, the, uh, the expansion draft. Is there validity to that? And I'm wondering what those conversations were like beforehand. No, there were no conversations before they called. I think the window opened at six, my time. What is that? 12? What was the deadline? 12? Yeah. So, so. <laughs> they called after like the deadline. So yeah, like after the window opened, we didn't talk to any team before because it's illegal, right? So, um, yeah, just- no, I meant because uh, um, the Kraken were able to talk to people to UFAs before their the expansion draft, um, and we had seen somebody said that they they had reached out to you during that time, but I wasn't sure if that was accurate or not. They called after the window opened up, so got it. Thanks. I don't know. In booth. Philip, you ever been to Seattle? I have not, no. But I heard amazing things about it. And uh, Oli Kolzik actually texted me and said, like, he's a couple hours away. You're going to love it. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's time to talk about Built Bar because it's even more deliciouser. Yes, that is a thing, <laughs> especially in the Built Bar world. We've got coconut cherry barcia, German chocolate cookies and cream, or mint brownie these are packed with 17 to 18 grams of protein and only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs calories range from about 130 to 180 calories per bar each one dipped in chocolate and here is the great thing not only does built bar sponsor the locked on podcast network It is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. We are in week two of the Olympics. And hey, track and field events. Oh, man. You want to talk about stamina, bursts of energy? That's why Built Bar has got their back. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit from Philip Grubauer. You know, a little bit of a dicey situation. Um, You know, if you just see that as you're scrolling through your timeline, hopefully you've been able to be put at ease. Before we close out this show, I want to go to another member of the Seattle Kraken beat, and that is Ryan S. Clark from The Athletic. Last week, he put out his Kraken depth chart 2.0 what the opening night roster could look like for now. So here's here's what we got. Um, first things first, since we're talking about money, we've been talking about cap friendly. Um, Clark, Ryan S. Clark reports that according to cap friendly, there's a projected $16.393 million available still to the Seattle Kraken to make some moves in free agency. Only eight other teams possess more salary cap space than the Kraken um, at at the time of this uh, article going into Friday. Um, 
As far as goaltending, since that's kind of the topic of the day, Clark says that the Seattle Kraken, with their salaries, they've in- invested, you know, a little bit just shy of... They've invested a little bit over $9 million in goaltending, which is fifth overall in the league. And you know what? I personally am not mad at this. It shouldn't be really surprising. The Seattle Kraken general manager, Ron Francis, I talk about this a lot, but it's true. He says he wants to secure the middle. Goaltenders, defenders, centermen. And I think spending money on goaltending is critical. We've seen that in the National Hockey League. We've seen that throughout hockey. Spending money on goaltending is important. And getting this deal done and getting it approved uh, so that they have Grubauer is going to be critical as well. Um, And they're also ninth in defense spending, which again, secure the middle. Um, Now here's where it's interesting. Uh, Clark says the Kraken have poured $35.456 million into forwards, which ranks 24th. And even without having these numbers, but thank you, Ryan, for putting this together, even without having numbers, you can look at the, the roster and the eye test and see that if there's a place that the Seattle Kraken are likely to make a move and maybe move some of that 16, you know, let's round it to $0.4 million dollars, it's likely going to be to pick up some forwards. Forwards, But let's talk about the forwards per Ryan S. Clark. He has Schwartz, Wenberg, and Eberle on his top line. Now, I, I also told you about Emerald City. I, I shouted them out and, and their projected lines as well last week. But here is what Ryan has got. Then he's got Appleton, McCann, and Donsky. Jonas Donskoy. I've got it. I got to work on that. I'm probably getting that wrong. I'm sorry, Jonas. Then Brandon Tanev and uh, Colin Blackwell. He spoke to the media last week. I don't think I've uh, played his audio yet on the podcast, but we'll do that. But loved that there was a connection between him and the OL Reign by way of his cousin, Kristen McNabb. And then Carson Torwinski, Morgan Geeky, and Nathan Bastion are the fourth liners for... Ryan S. Clark. Now, of course, you'll see that Yanni Gord is not there, and that's because we're not expecting him. It was um, announced, or it was reported, excuse me, and then confirmed uh, on the expansion draft. I played that audio from Ron Francis telling us that Yanni Gord had surgery. Shoulder surgery. Yanni Gord had shoulder surgery, and Ron Francis confirmed that the Seattle Kraken knew about that when they took him in the expansion draft and that they expect him to miss the start of the season. And gives goes line by line and gives a little bit more um, a little bit more information and, and why he picked that. So I'm not gonna go over his projected defenders. Um because again, I wanted to focus on the forwards, and I I would venture to guess that there is some tinkering that the Seattle Kraken might want to do. Um, maybe maybe tomorrow we'll get a little bit more into the Kraken defense. Obviously, they've spent a lot of money on their defense between goaltending and their defenders. It's one thing to spend money; it's another thing to spend money and spend it wisely. 
Maybe I'm just saying this as a bitter New York Metropolitans fan, constantly in the top five of the MLB in spending, and yet they have not won a World Series since just a few months um, after I was born. So yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting. 2015, we had 2015, and then they got rid of the roster and uh, have been overworking their pitchers. But this is not a baseball podcast, uh, although I might dabble from time to time, in case you can't tell. Massive baseball fan. Also, shout out to um, the former, now former, um, host of Locked on Mariners. Not sure if you were listening. I certainly was. But DC Lundberg is going back into education, which is near and dear to my heart. I come from the nonprofit space, but worked very much so in education policy. So obviously working with a lot of educators, I have a lot of educators in my family. So uh, stick taps to you, DC Lundberg. I enjoyed the show. I'm so sad that we didn't get an opportunity to do a crossover because I liked your style, bro. Um, But maybe we will cross paths in the future. Anyway, we're going to wrap this show of Locked on Kraken. Again, let's get into defense a little bit more later in the week. Probably do that tomorrow just to round everything out. But um, yeah, a little bit of 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 a tarnish on... On everything that is Seattle. I'm sure some people are loving it. I don't think it's a big deal, though. I do think there's more tinkering that will be done in free agency and certainly as we get through season one. But there's still a lot to be excited about. And as I told you, it's uh, probably my New York roots, but uh, I'll keep it. I'll keep it honest. I'm going to I'm going to shoot straight from the hip. We're going to love on our team when there are things to love and when there are questionable things, we're going to talk about those too. But in the grand scheme of hockey news, if our biggest blemish is that we have a mathematical error, you know what? I will take that every day because I don't want to be on a San Jose Sharks podcast these days. I don't want to be on a Montreal Canadiens podcast these days. I don't want to be on a Chicago podcast these days. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go over and listen to Locked on NHL, where I'm sure they're getting into that a little bit more. And of course, you can follow me at elandz08 if you want my honest opinion and my hot, spicy takes on some of the news cycle in the National Hockey League. But we're not going to do that here on Locked on Kraken because we don't have to. We made a mathematical error We resubmitted our assignment, and we're moving on. Until tomorrow, I hope you have a wonderful day, and remember to stay locked on Kraken. So I've told you about Bet Online, but if you need a little help or you just like talking about sports betting, you have to listen to Locked On Bets. Betting on the National Hockey League doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout special, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.